Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Third base looks great up top. And then it falls off quite a bit. Let's talk about it on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Tuesday, November 15th. I am Frank Sample, joined by the returning Scott White. Let's take a look at Scott's early 2023 third base rankings. And we'll start with the top five. There's really no surprises up top here. Jose Ramirez, who is as consistent as they come. He's finished no lower than sixth overall in Roto each of the past three seasons. Rafael Devers is second. Had a late season. Uh, squandered a little bit late, but um, still wound up with a great season. And he's been incredibly consistent as well. Uh, Manny Machado. A little bit of power, a little bit of speed. Austin Riley has now done it two years in a row. He's been uh, elite at the position, which brings us to number five, Scott. And you have Bobby Witt Jr. ranked as your fifth third baseman. He had 20 homers. He had 30 steals as a rookie this past season. Early ADP have this guy going in the first round. Seems quite aggressive. Yeah, I'm going to say it's even more than aggressive. It is outright crazy to me that people are willing to draft Bobby Witt in round one. He did have the 30 steals. We could say he's a legitimate standout in that category, but the rest of those numbers, 254 batting average, 20 homers, 80 RBI, 82 runs scored. Nothing really stands out there. And in fact, for 2022 in five by five leagues, even with all those steals, it made Wit worse than Nolan Arenado, who's nobody's considering for round one. Um, I, I mean, I look at those numbers and I compare them to Marcus Simeon. Very close. Again, Marcus Simeon at probably a weaker position, second base. Again, nobody's considering him for round one. So the only justification for taking him that high is that you're expecting a big step forward. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. I'd like the chances more if I looked at Bobby Wood's stat catch, cast page and it was all lit up in red. He was crushing the ball. He didn't. It was middling average exit velocity. Uh, the plate discipline was terrible. A sub 300 on base percentage from your first round pick? No. And, and I think over time, he's probably going to, to, to slide in the rankings, certainly past guys like Rafael Devers and Manny Machado. And there's no reason he does he needs to go... Uh, ahead of them. I think Bobby Witt probably deserves to be no more than a third rounder, much less a first rounder. I think what's fueling this early ADP, I mean, it's all through NFBC where you've got people competing against hundreds of other players to be the, to have the top overall team. So there's this tendency on that site in particular to sell out for upside. Witt just had a 2030 season as a rookie, former tip top prospect. Yeah, I mean, if you're just if you're willing to to sacrifice your first round pick in the name of upside, not really caring whether you whether you finish 400th or 40th, then I get it. But I think most people listening, if you're just competing against your league mates, there's no reason to take that kind of risk with your first pick. Six through ten in the rankings, and we'll see two different teardrops here, Scott. Sixth overall, you have Nolan Arenado, who did have a big bounce back season, particularly in batting average. And uh, he he was great. But then after that, we see this drop-off to 
Alex Bregman and Gunnar Henderson, who, again, I think they're fine. They're more fallback options than anything. Uh, but to me, that's really the cutoff. I'd love to get one of those top eight, you know, preferably one of the top six. Rounding out the top 10, you have Max Muncy and Anthony Rendon. So <laughs> as you can mm-hmm. see, uh, it does fall off quite a bit here. Uh, but talk to me about these teardrops and in particular, the Nolan Arenado drop and then the, the Gunnar Henderson or Max Muncy drop. Yeah, so that's about where I'd put the two drops. I, I do include Arenado with that top five as the real standouts at the position. Should be early rounders. Uh, there's a chance if 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 you know if if it, if I wasn't jumping in to stop it from happening, there's a chance Arenado could last till round four or five. I, we've seen that from early ADP results. If I don't have a third baseman by my third pick, and all those top five are already gone then I'm going to take Arenado there because I don't want to have to, um, to, to have to roll the dice with, with a third baseman from that next group. That includes Gunnar Henderson, Alex Bregman, and uh, I would include Max Muncy in there. I would, I would say it's a group of three after that first group of six. Muncy had a strong final two months, and it looked more like himself after struggling with the elbow injury early on. Um, but he's also eligible at second base. So there's a good chance some Muncy, somebody drafts Muncy there before you get a chance to take him as your third baseman. So looking at Bregman and Henderson, Bregman just doesn't have, in, in this new offensive environment, a guy who produces middling exit velocities. He doesn't have quite the power potential as the group ahead of him. He's probably going to peak at 25 homers now. So just not the same upside, at least not in 5x5 five five leagues. Gunnar Henderson might have that upside. He... Probably going to enter the year as the consensus number one overall prospect after the little bit we saw of him in September, uh, potentially providing power and speed. But we don't really know. It's it's kind of a mystery box, and it's not a bad like just where he's where you're going to have to draft him. It's it's not a bad time to to take a high upside mystery box like that. But if it doesn't work out, and and what's your alternative at third base? Like you've, you've kind of you're kind of putting all your chips in the Henderson basket if you take him as your starting third baseman because the position is so weak thereafter that uh, personally I wouldn't want to be in a position where I had to risk that. All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in Five. We'll be back again on Thursday morning. Bye bye.